Welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This week's study is sections 133 and 134 of the Doctrine and Covenants. So we're things chronologically get a little weird here. Um, we're nearing the end of Joseph's life. Next week, we're going to study section 135, which is about the martyrdom of Joseph and, and his brother Hiram. Uh, there is going to be one more section that is a revelation to the prophet Joseph, and that is section 137. Um, but again, obviously his, his life coming to an end that this is added later and is back, you know, in previous years, section 133, you'll notice, uh, the date is 1831. This is clear back near the beginning of the, um, church, um, in terms of near the time it was, the church was restored and, uh, Section one of the Doctrine and Covenants was, if you remember, written not. It was not written first chronologically. It was revelation given from the Lord uh, as a prelude, an introduction to the Doctrine and Covenants. Section one thirty three is a an appendix or a, a conclusion of sorts to this book of commandments, the book of uh, the Doctrine and Covenants. And so, as you study this week, you'll note that there are some themes that we've been studying. Uh, that throughout the year and some things that uh, you would write, maybe if you were writing a, a type of conclusion to kind of tie things together, we're going to, you're going to study about building Zion, fleeing worldliness, spreading the message of the gospel unto every nation, kindred and, t- uh, and tongue and people um, that the Lord will make bare his holy arm, that he's the one in charge, that he's guiding this work. And these are a few of the, uh, ideas, topics, concepts that are in, with, uh, contained in section 133. Section 134 um, is thought to not be a, a revelation, uh, but more a compilation of beliefs. Um, and so it reads a little bit differently. And this was written in uh, 1835. And Think about what's going on in the church then in Missouri and uh, the persecution the saints are um, having, and in Ohio as well, just not great times. And so it's interesting in that context to read that the the saints uh, believe in the rule of government and, um, you know, because this 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 is a persecuted people who in many aspects were persecuted and or at least abandoned by their government, uh, both state and federal. And so, uh, but as you read section 134, the things that the church believed and believes become very clear that governments should preserve, uh, should preserve freedom. All men should uphold their governments and owe respect and deference to the law. Uh, And so that's what we're going to discuss in section 134. And as we'll study in that section, governments were instituted instituted of God for the benefit of man. And really, what were they? What's what's the purpose of a righteous government? The purpose of a righteous government um, is to, as section 133 through uh, verses one through 19 teach us, um, is to prepare for the second coming and to have a, a free place. Again, righteous governments would allow for the free exercise of religion so that we can freely and openly prepare for 
the second coming. And uh, as you study again section 133 this week, just one of those those key points. And it's the things that I've been talking about, I feel like, almost every week, almost every episode. Gather Israel, build Zion. And that's what it, that's what it's going to come down to as you study this week. Look for those things. Look for the things that you can do specifically as an individual to prepare for the second coming. What can you do to flee from wickedness represented by Babylon? What can you do in your individual life and in your family and in your ward to gather Israel and build Zion? Um, thanks for listening to, uh, this week. Join me next episode as we dive a little bit deeper into section 133.